Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Hello and welcome to another edition of the hard cap, everybody. My name's Peter. Joining me today, as always, are my buddies, Chris and Alex. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? I'm raising the roof. The roof is being raised. It okay. is. I yeah. can confirm the roof is, is being on, raised. Is it on fire, Chris? Is it on fire? No. No, of course not. No. I don't, I don't want to have to call the fire brigade, you know? <laughs> I'm just raising it. Got You got to watch out for those brigades. <laughs> if it's got a brigade in it, that means trouble's coming. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> going to have a bad time. And well, three ha- listeners just turned time, us off. <laughs> it's for the best. <laughs> What were you going to say, Alex? Saw the, the NBA uh, All-Star uh, All-Star game last weekend. and had a, a The break. That was festivities, fun. right? It's How festivities. cool is it seeing Carl Anthony Towns dominate the three-point contest? Oh, man. Yeah, he's been saying he's the best uh, big man, mm-hmm. you know, big shooting big man of all time. So I think he he's, did he's it. definitely proven it with that. Yeah, he definitely did not make any bones about that. He's like, see, I told you I was the best. I told you. I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah, you proved you. it, bud. You know, you oh, know what I was man. hoping for. What were you hoping for? You know what else? I was hoping for though. So, so MJ showed up last minute. You know, good for him. I love seeing him walking out like he does. Uh, it, it was funny in the NBA at fifty. He was the first man named in the NBA at seventy five. He was the last one. But who did we not see? Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Oh. I, I was really hoping they would meet up and squash that beef. I just. Yeah. I wanted that to go away after this weekend. No, that's, Alex. That's what the, I was hoping for. The problem is, is that Scotty would probably have to apologize to squash that beef, and yep. I don't think that's going to happen at this point, man. I hate to say it, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's Guess the what thing? Beef was squashed. Guess what beef was squashed? Was it Mike and Isaiah? No, oh. I mean that's that's going to be forever. <laughs> that's going to be. Forever. I'm, I'm glad. I, I love that. I love that one. I love the fact that all the Bulls from that 1993 team, or you know, that, you know that that three P right there, still hate them. But, oh, they uh, really do. No, yeah. oh, no. Who are you referring to? I don't... Was, so Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett all chummed it up and took a picture together. Did they really? I, really? I, I had yeah. read. I had read that uh, Ray Allen did not. Yeah, I, I heard the opposite. Yep. No, I heard they they I, here's what I think is happening. You've got bad sources. All right. Ooh. No, I yeah. I have a legit picture wow. that I can send you guys right now if you'd like. Did did you But that beef was You photoshopped, huh? I see how it is. Was mm-hmm. not photoshopped. He's yeah. he's actually not even standing next to Paul Pierce, which I think is a bit more forgiving of the whole situation of him leaving and going to Miami. He's standing next to Kevin Garnett himself. Oh my goodness! Wasn't it ridiculous how he like demanded a trade and forced his way out when he was under contract and all that? <laughs> oh no, wait—he was a free agent, wasn't he? He was a yeah. free agent. Listen, yeah. So really, it's he's not. Still, there's no beef there. He just went to another money. team as a free agent no, to win more championships. He took, he took less money, right? Because it was the smarter move for him. Right, but no, he also no. saw the writing on he the wall. He knew walked. that their run was over. Started. I was going to say, that and he was no longer starter caliber. Like, right. he needed to go back to a reserve role at that point. Would you but agree that's with that whole, at least? That's the whole beef. No, that's the whole beef. He wanted to be a starter. He wanted more money with Boston. They He felt disrespected, 
and then somehow he goes to their biggest rival, takes less money, and is fine with not being started with them. So that's that's really where the beef stands from. But anyway, it's been squashed, so good for them. But I was hoping <laughs> that MJ and I don't Pippen, buy it. and e- or even or even MJ and Charles Barkley would squash their beef. But unfortunately, oh, no. I'm glad he showed up. And See, Alex, I'm glad. with everything you know about Michael Jordan, what? What on earth? Like, why would he ever squash a beef? That is not that man's yeah, like dude. mentality. It's not, but you know, it's difficult to be mad at someone when you're right in front of them. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in front of them and like in the same, like it's easy to like if if Jordan's in in Florida or North Carolina, wherever he's he's staying at. You know, it's easy to be mad at Chuck from a different state, but when you're in the same room in the same building, right next to that individual. You would think that you know there'd be some cordialness and they might be able to get over that beef. That's what I was hoping for. Dude, but no, Chuck, it, Chuck it was happen. smashing. He was smashing beef, but it was a it was Subway sandwiches. He, you know, beef sandwiches. <laughs> <from Subway. laughs> they didn't. They used to golf together. What's the problem there? Did they? Did they, they bet? All, and the like, kids used to call him Uncle Chuck. No, mm-hmm. here's here's where that beef stems from. So he was on actually um, uh, ESPN Chicago show. And they were talking about this is uh, back when I think um, um, the Charlotte Hornets were still called the Bobcats or something like that. Um, and he was saying how Jordan's around a whole bunch of yes men, and that's um, you know that's why the team's going to continue to suck because he doesn't mm-hmm. have good people around him. So he was he was telling the truth essentially, and Jordan just got upset because the real you know, these truth? are people who work with him, work for him, um, and he's going to back them up, you know. Was it the as, real truth? As, you know, a good boss would. So that that's where that beef comes from. So he broke up with Charles Barkley over Kwame Brown, essentially. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh no, that was Kwame Brown was with Wizards. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That, that's was, right. that was way. Oh my bad. Yeah, Kwame I mean, you're, was with the Wizards. You're absolutely right. You're talking about <laughs> was... uh, another terrible center that they drafted in the first round uh, with the Bobcats. Was that Frank Kaminsky? No. Um, ooh, hold on. Ooh. I can't think of his name. It's escaping. No, Okafor. Okafor. They drafted um, Okafor, and he was not good. No, Okafor was solid. Okafor was solid. I'm not even sure it was it was Okafor, but they drafted Adams. Uh, what's his name? Um, he played for. We're Benzaga. good at this. Yeah, Brian Adams, Canadian singer, pop songwriter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you drafted him, Brian Wilson, <laughs> in the first round, third, third pick overall. <laughs> oh yeah. I love this Brian is, Wilson. This is going on. <laughs> yeah. Love it, Wilson. <laughs> oh yeah, we're old, everybody. We are old. All right, you know what? We're gonna let it go there, guys. Today on Parcap, we're gonna bring back a gemstone of a segment, legit or Cap'n, starring Alex as the judge and me and Chris as the morons who yell at each other. In addition to that, we've got our Alex's trivia questions of the week, and of course, Matt gets answers. Um, but Alex, speaking of your trivia question, let's discuss last week's. What uh, whatever came of that? Oh my goodness! Did I forget to put that on Twitter? I certainly did. <laughs> um, I certainly did. And this this was a gem. This was a gem too. It was. You know, it was a great had, question. Yeah, I had I had a busy week this week, but I'll definitely put the one uh, for this week on later on. But anyway, for the question for last week, it was who is the only player on the NBA top seventy five. That has served as mayor. You do know this and one, Peter. I'll let you guys guess if you'd like to guess. Well, I I know that there are. I believe there are two NBA players who I know that have served as mayor. One of them is yes, not on yes, the NBA top been... seventy-five list. That would be Kevin Johnson, right? That's the one I know. Mayor of Sacramento for a few years. 
The other one. I'm a huge I, fan of Cameron Johnson, by the way. I think a lot of people bark that um, Tony Parker should be on the, mm-hmm. on the top 75, but I feel like Kevin Johnson's better than Tony Parker. And he should actually, I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. If yeah. it's between those two, Showing I would definitely take KJ. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we went to high anyway. school with him. True. A Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Not, not that Kevin one Johnson, but yeah. you know what I mean? Not the NBA one. <laughs> um, I am going to go with, and I, I, I could swear that he was the mayor of Detroit for a little while. I'm going to go with Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. I may be extremely incorrect here because now I feel like that's not right. But Chris, go ahead. Uh, that's a great guess. Though. I don't know. Was that's it Bill? Was it Bill Walton? Bill Walton. Bill. Walton. I love Bill Walton. I miss. I miss him uh, announcing mm-hmm. games. He he was great. Same. I think people really got annoyed with him by you know him calling everything the greatest thing ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that joie though, <laughs> that, that that joy you need. And on the and other side great. of the he coin, this game a couple years ago, he was fantastic. In in baseball, meanwhile, you had Joe Buck not showing any excitement for anything ever. Exactly. So, you know. You love that emotion. You definitely love that emotion. <laughs> and there's a home run, and the World Series is over. It's, uh... <sighs> anybody yeah, is done, guys. I guess, uh, uh... I don't know. One of these teams won it. Who cares? Anybody but Joe Buck calling that last out for the White Sox in 05. Anybody but Joe Buck. But nope, Joe yep. Buck had to call it, and the White Sox have won the World Series. Great. Everybody, everybody ready to go home? It. All right. Yeah. That was fun. Did, did they lose? That's a wrap. All right. So, uh, so who was it? So you were, I'm going to give you a half a point, Pete. You had the right city, just the wrong player. Um, and, and I don't even think Joe Dumars is on the top 75. So that's that's another. Yeah. On that back ass right there. But So, Dave, so it's, oh, Dave Bing. Dave Bing, mayor of, of Detroit. Of course, yes. Yes. He was mayor of Detroit between 2009 and 2013. Hmm. So good for Dave Bing. Very good for Mr. Bing. The only mayor and... to, I think, did he have a scoring title? No, he didn't have a scoring title. <laughs> oh, no, he did. Yeah, 1968 scoring oh, title. There we go. You hear that, all other mayors? That's already been done. Figure something else out. <laughs> Getting the record books another way. Exactly. All right, guys. When we come back, it's time to answer Alex's questions. It is time for Legit or Cap'n. So, you know, listen to some ads and stuff. All right. And commercial break over. Hope you guys enjoyed those. They're great. <laughs> love those sponsors. We should buy those products. We really, really, really want to respect our sponsors right now. All right, guys. Did you hear the one about We're, that product? The only one we've got. <laughs> oh. All right, moving on. Let's. Uh, you know what, Alex? I'm just going to turn this one over to you. It's time for legit right. or capping. Let's do it. Legit. Or capping, guys, legit or capping. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read off a couple of things here, and you gotta let me know if it's legit or capping. Here's the first one: Juwan Howard, a Chicago native, and part of the Fab Five, one of the one of the great players of that team, and the current Michigan head coach got into an altercation with Greg Gard, the Wisconsin head coach. Have you guys heard about this? I heard, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah unless you're gonna rock you you probably heard about this but yeah so he smushed he smushed a guy he sm- he took his his, his bear claw you don't want to call it a slap huh? <laughs> no he smushed his face <laughs> and he got uh he got suspended for five games and he was fined forty thousand dollars <laughs> so a uh, legit or captain the punishment was fair and if you choose captain what should he have received I'm going to go ahead and take this one, Chris. I, I believe that the punishment was not fair. I, I I do believe he should have been punished more, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think Jawan Howard was a head coach of a collegiate basketball team, and he did not act the way a head coach should act. Did the other coaches instigate? Were they doing stuff too? Of course they were. But he was the one that laid hands, and you can't do that, especially when you're when you're leading young men and trying to show them the right path as far as, you know, not being violent on court when you're just going against somebody. So yeah, no, I think that it was uh, not fair because he should have been punished more. He should be out at least for this year. So that's your resolution. My resolution is we allow coach fighting. All right. I want to see head coach (laughs) mano a mano head. Look, if your game, if there's a dispute between players, look, we can't let the players fight because they got to be healthy to play the game. So, coach, yeah, coach, they do. go. I'm a man. Come after me. I'm a man. Right now, <laughs> center court. And you know what? It's like hockey. You throw the gloves down. They can't throw down gloves, so they got to do it like we did in college. You rip your shirt off and you stare mm. down the hallway at the other dude, and this is how it's going down. Um, but no, <laughs> in reality, I actually. I thought you were saying they were going to throw down their clipboards and then go. <laughs> Fine. <at> <laughs> Hey, whatever, pick something, throw a clipboard down. Good enough. Coach fights. Um, but Peter, I'm, I'm with you. I think the fine should have probably been more. You can't do that. That is totally unacceptable conduct of a head coach. Uh, that's mm-hmm. somebody who these players are supposed to look up to. Defending your players is one thing. Taking a stand for unwritten rules is another. Uh, but, but actually getting into a physical altercation like that, is not setting a good example for the example for the players. And I wonder if the athletic director in Michigan is going to question whether or not Juwan Howard is a long-term solution there. Hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I think um, they had been discussing possibly firing him, which I, I don't really think fits the crime. Uh, and what Chris was referring to here about the unwritten rule, um, the Wisconsin head coach did call a timeout towards the end of the game when they were crushing Michigan. And uh, I think he called timeout because he didn't want to you know, cause a turnover on his team. Uh, but what's uh, completely unnecessary. I mean, it's like had, bunting had to advance yeah. a runner when you're up 14 runs in baseball. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree with you guys that, that, you know, it probably should have been a little bit longer and a little bit more heavy, but I'm glad he didn't get fired. I don't, I don't think that really does uh, fit the crime. So, um, you know, uh, we'll leave it at five games, uh, 40 K and, and move on from there. All right. So moving on to the next question. The slam dunk contest over the weekend uh, was regarded as one of the worst gu- dunk contests of all time. Worse than, what was it, 1999? Did it? Yeah, it was It was a bad one. So, uh, legit or Cap'n, the slam dunk contest is done and over with. Legit. It is done. It was gu- There is nothing else anybody can do. When they revived it back in the day, whatever year that was, I know what you're referencing, Alex, and it was bad for... Like five or six years, it was just just terrible. It was revived because of people like Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant. Like they they brought a little bit of excitement back to it, but it really you had one or two guys each year that that were were good, and the rest was just missed dunk after missed dunk. It's done. It's over with. So legit dunk contest is done. Move on. 
I don't even know if you want to replace it with something else, but just scrap it. That was bad. You know what's funny, Chris, is uh, I'm, I'm looking at a list right here of all the uh, Slam Dunk Contest winners. And uh, first of all, it was only two years they didn't have the contest, 98 and 99. The person who won it the year in 97 was Kobe Bryant. And then the person who won it in 2000 was Vince Carter. I would say that that's probably the best talent that the NBA Slam Dunk Contest has had since the Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins days. Um, but I am gonna stand i'm gonna i'm gonna say that the uh that that what you're talking about is cap alex um the nba slam dunk contest is not done because every time you think everything's been done then you get vince carter putting in his elbow into the rim that, that you, know is true. I mean? so you continue to get happen. so yeah. yeah so how do you fix it how do you fix the slam dunk contest well you got to make it so that way better players show up that's how you fix it. You fix it by getting star talent in there who still knows how to dunk and who's still doing their thing the right way. You know, we, we, yeah. I mean, this year's slam dunk contest was no names and that, that was the worst part of it. You need to have young rising stars do it. I would have loved to have seen Ayo do it or, or, you know, and, and who knows if he had the talent to, to, to be that kind of a dunker or not, but you know, somebody with uh somebody that's actually rising up in the league, not just like the 13th, 14th guys on the, on the roster. I mean, people like yeah, Zach I mean, Levine Jaylen still Green, can throw down. Absolutely. He can't. But I think he was tired of losing. Oh, oh he was tired of winning. <laughs> Gordon was, was tired easy. of losing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he needed to move some uh, some other things. But, no, I, I agree with you, Peter. I think I think it is capping. I think we can salvage it. Here's my idea. Um, so, so the skill contest works because it's something that these guys practice basically throughout their whole career from, from high school up. I mean, they're practicing those passing skills, dribbling skills, whatever. Uh, same with the three-point contest. I mean, you're practicing shooting. Dunking is something you just kind of do for fun. You don't really, you know, it's not something, there's no like, you know, uh, dunk line. There's, it's a layup line, you know. It's not something that you really uh, work on uh, besides if you're chosen to be on the on the dunk contest. So I think we need to make it a more forkal part of the game. So here's my suggestion. Was that right? a forkal? I think. How, yeah, how do you make it a forkle part of the game, Alex? Is this it's with, like, do you use sporks for forkling? No, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure it's like a fork. fork. It's like a spork. I just don't know what you do with the fork in order to forkle it. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain the forkle and the fork forkling? I will. I will. Just in general? This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you forkle. I've right? lost track what the it. real word that was supposed to be said was. <laughs> this is how you forkle the back Chris. of the game. Oh, okay, tell Listen, us. Tell it us. works. <laughs> but no, you make. Okay, so in a game, in an actual game, in the game, you make yeah, you Not make practice. a dunk. Yeah, you make a dunk, a three-point play. If they do certain things to to make it more difficult, right? So if they dunk, if they're dunking over an individual, you know that's a three-point play. If they maybe it's an alley oop dunk, that's a three-point play. You know something that makes the dunk a little bit more difficult, and something that that would force them to practice it. You know, during you know off season or something, so so they get more technical in it. That's, you know, that's Alex, my suggestion. I, I do have to say this for you that that is one of the most is it, asinine, is it forkling greats? It's forkling greats. Worst ideas I've ever heard <laughs> in to, my life, young man. Making the NBA turn into rock and jock basketball from the nineties, bro. <laughs> and uh, rock no, and jock listen. was great. Do that crap for the celebrity game. 
But yeah, no, please, man. Don't be old school. No, no, don't be old school. I'm not I trying mean, to be old school. school. There was no three point. There was no three point line. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. There's a distance marker for a three point line. It's not a. We're not no, turning there was it no into distance a, marker for a three point line. Peter, there was no. Well, three there was when they started all. doing three pointers. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. Like, there's actually a distance line. Right. Zach does not need an extra point to dunk on, you know, bowl, bowl. All right. He doesn't need an extra point for that. He just feels like he can just stare him down like I own you now. Like, I just dunked on you. Here's another reason reason why this is a great idea. Aren't you guys annoyed when someone has the lane, you know, it's – it's free for a dunk or a layup, but they pass it up and they, they pass it to uh, a three-point shooter in the corner. Isn't that annoying? No. If it if the three goes in, I don't care. I find that to be annoying. Regardless if the three-point goes in or not, I find that to be annoying. I think I think they should make a way for a dunk to be um, as important or as vital to, to the gameplay as a three-point shot because right now it's just a, almost a three-point contest with most of these games. So that, that's, that's my suggestion. What about a mid-range jumper with a hand in the face? Is that a three-pointer as well now? Difficulty level, Alex. Could be. What about a nice little floater? I see, but but what I'm saying is like it's separated by distance. That's that's what delineates it. We can't turn basketball into like figure skating where now it's about style points. Like yeah, because you're you're looking to introduce style points, and I manipulating you're you're manipulating the 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 question here. I'm right now. I'm just focused on the dunk. If you guys want to focus on uh, improving the mid range game, we can we can discuss uh, mid range game later on. You're right. right I did bring too much of that. Is is a dunk anyway? So that that's my suggestion. We're moving on. All right. During the All Star game, during the All Star game, especially after they they all met, um, all the, the top seventy five met. Charles Barkley says that whoever argues the goat on TV is untalented. It's an untalented individual. So should the goat conversation be put to bed? Legit or captain? I'm going to go with uh, legit on this one, Alex. Um, you shared a video with us the other day, which I thought was like the perfect culmination to that argument, which is the difference between Jordan's game and LeBron's game is one hall of fame player. Like as far as like all the accomplishments Jordan's had, the championships he's had, the NBA all team or uh, yeah, the All NBA teams, uh, the All Defensive Player, yeah, no, and I, he played I think less that, seasons, significantly less seasons. And the bottom line that, sh- that that Chuck was bringing up is that you know what, compare comparing people across generations is a bad idea in yeah. general. So I totally get that aspect of it too. The game has changed a lot since then. LeBron is able to do so much more now than Jordan was just because of the way the game has changed. So I, I totally see where he's coming from. In my head, Jordan's always going to be my goat. That's that's just how it is for me. But uh, but I, I can definitely see Charles just wanting to squash the conversation in general. Yeah, I, I actually got to say legit as well. I, I agree with Chuck on this one. You, you can't, you can't, it's a completely different game of basketball now that's played versus how it was then. Um, and that's normal. That's how it's going to be that the league is always going to look to adapt. They're going to look to make sure that they have the best possible product, uh, on everybody's TV and on those courts when you go to the game and you couldn't have kept going the way that it was. People didn't want to see the same hand checking and slow paced games. They, when the sun's came out in what 99 2000 and started running faster and scoring more points 120 points a game and the nba saw oh my gosh look how how this is generating so much interest it's fun to watch 
the whole game changed. And then it evolved again into the three-point game. There, There's all these evolutions. So no, you cannot compare them. It's not fair to either player. They're both incredibly great. And they were in their eras. They would be great across any era, no matter when they played. They would be one of the best of all time. But you can't compare them. And that's the end. Yeah, and I think you made a great point there. Um, the NBA is is uh, one of the best leagues in uh, adjusting their gameplay to um, the modern day, I guess, to, to adjust things, making sure that the product is, is best um, than what's out on the court. So, um, yeah, the game has changed a ton. I mean, even from the 90s, early 2000s to now, it's, it's completely changed. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I agree with you guys that, um, the, the conversation should be put to bed, you know, kind of with Peter. Um, I, I think Jordan's a goat. That's never going to, I'm never going to change my mind in that, but it, it really should be more of a conversation of who was, who was best in their era. Um, and obviously, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar should be up there. I mean, obviously Bill, Bill Russell first then mm-hmm. Kareem. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like the 80s should be shared between Magic and Bird, then uh, Jordan, obviously, in the 90s, um, you know, early 2000s, uh, Kobe uh, and Shaq. I mean, where do you guys put Duncan? Do you guys put Duncan dominating that area, too? Or, All I can tell you, you is if he, Kobe? if he played now under your rules, he'd get three points every time. Because he'd be dunking. He would. You know what but, I mean? But he doesn't – he didn't really dunk over players. He, he didn't – he doesn't have that – his – He did the fundamental like stretch. Off the ground. He placed That's right. it over the rim. <laughs> he really did. It was just like, bloop. Two-hand stretch, <laughs> place it over the rim, was... tap fingers on rim, points. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then, of course, of course LeBron James dominating. Get seven. snack from Popovich. <laughs> that was the end, right? Just... Treat. <laughs> Thank you. What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you guys are right. It's it's more of an era thing. But uh, for me, in my, in my head, it's always going to be Jordan. Um, all right. Moving a quick on question: Why do we call question. it the goat? Why don't we call it the boat? The best of all time, boat. I feel like because that sounds dumb. I would rather see like an image of like a a speedboat a, than a goat a like chewing on grass. You know, I like I think of Jordan as a yacht. Yes. Not a goat who chews grass. He might smoke All right, let's grass. Go to the next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> all right, so we're we're all Bulls fans Chris, here. Great point. <laughs> <laughs> we're all Bulls fans here. All right, Demar Derozan <laughs> has been crushing it recently. I think he just recently beat uh, Will Chamberlain's record of most games. I'm not sure if it's 30 or 35 points. 35 uh, points. Six well, assists, six rebounds, shooting. Yeah, like it, those stats are amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alex. Just, just ridiculous stats, and and uh, the fact that that you know record has has held for so long is, is amazing with so many great players uh, in this game. But yeah, he he he's uh, he's beat that record now, um, and just recently, of course, he was he was voted uh, um, as a starter in the All Star game. So, really thinking about it, and I know he hasn't you know won a championship with for us yet. But is DeMar DeRozan the best free agent player picked up in Chicago history? And this goes across all leagues here. Now, we're not talking about, you know, rookie um, or draft day trades or anything like that. Right. Just free agent pickups. Is he the best of all time? I got to say, 
it's it's hard, you know, recency bias is man, this is a really good one, but you're right, they haven't won a championship yet. So in my memory, the best free agent pickup for the Bulls is Dennis Rodman. So not not just for the Bulls, I'm talking about all, you know, it could be baseball, and Rodman was soccer, traded. Hockey, oh, you're talking about <laughs> across sports? Yeah, Chicago, yeah. Chicago history. Oh, Rodman was Rodman. traded? To the Bulls, yeah. He, oh. Will Purdue for Dennis Rodman? Oh, my bad, my bad. But I'll take, I'll take Rodman. I mean, ju- I mean, technically, Demar Derozan can't take was Rodman. It's not too. a. Re- mm. Mm. No, technically, Demar Derozan was traded too, but it was, it was, he got to choose wherever he was, he wanted to go. I was gonna say, but that was an unrestricted. That was a sign and trade, though, wasn't it? It was a sign and trade. Right. I, I, I would consider that a free agent signing. That that makes okay. sense to me. Okay. Yeah. All right, Chris, what do you got, man? Gosh. Because I've got a list here. You want you want to hear my list? Go for it. So going in order, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got 10 players here, all right? At the bottom of the list, I've got Andre Dawson. All right? Signed MVP on a last place team, amazing ball player. Right above him, we've got Carlton Fisk. Signed as a 32-year-old free agent with the White Sox. Lasted seven seasons, and he was a boss. Next after that, we've got Steve Kerr and Ron Harper tied for seventh. They both led the Bulls, or both helped the Bulls get to three more championships. Yeah, but they were, you know, they were pieces. Don't get me wrong. They were pieces, but they were important pieces, and they definitely helped. You've then got DeMar DeRozan having an amazing season this year. Above him, I've got five players. Five. John Lester helped the Cubs win a World Series. Amazing pitcher throughout his entire time. Uh, Jermaine Dye, once again, helped the White Sox win a World Series and had an MVP season. Absolutely. Um, MVP caliber season, pardon me. Um, You've got Gary Fensick, signed as a free agent in 1976 to the Chicago Bears, led them to a Super Bowl, two-time Pro Bowl, a three-time first-team All-Pro. You've got Steve Mongo McMichael, who was signed as a free agent, another Super Bowl, two Pro Bowls. And then at the top of the list, number one, I've got Marion Hosa. And and that was my pick. That was my pick, Marion. That's the one. He was was in the best one. But great list, Pete. Great Thank list. You. I didn't think of a, a few of those players. So awesome list. Got anything to add, add there, Chris? No, I, I think he said it all right there. Marion Hosa would be the number one. You know, I guess I was just thinking, in, you know, in terms of Bulls history there, not across mm-hmm. all sports. So Marion Hosa for me would be the number one, uh, hands down, because that was a game changer for yeah. the Blackhawks, 100%. Once that happened, they took it to the next level, and everybody in the NHL was afraid of him. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. he was the so, third piece of that three-headed monster. It was amazing. Yep. So so what does uh, DeMar need to do to, to move up to that list? Now, obviously, he can't match the amount of Stanley Win. Cups that Marion Hosa brought to uh, the Blackhawks, but mm-hmm. uh, what does he need to do to maybe put himself at, at second or third up there? You bring a championship back to the Bulls. It. They got to win. Yeah. They got to win it this Just one. They got yeah. Even if he Honestly, if, just one, that would do it for me. I mean, the Bulls have been just marred in mediocrity and garbage for the, since Jordan left. So they got to win it. I'm, yeah. For me, that would definitely launch him above John Lester, above Jermaine Dye. And probably, I mean, he would definitely be up there with Mongo and Fensick, depending on how integral he was. Like if he wins, you know, finals MVP or something like that, he may jump ahead of them. How about if he, if he takes the league MVP? Because he's in the discussion for league MVP as well. Yeah, I think he's, he's I mean, he's he's, 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 he
yeah, maybe he, he might get he's, like you know third or fourth in the voting, but he's not. He doesn't have that realistic chance. But um, but I mean, right now as it stands, he's he's our lead dog. He's our A option. So um, if we're, if we're winning a championship, it's going to be with him leading the way. He may not win Finals MVP, um, but he he would be definitely a leading force of that team. So yeah, I, th- I think you guys are right. I think if he wins one championship, he would probably put himself or launch himself up to uh, third or, or second. Um, it would have to be multiple mm-hmm. uh, to beat out Marin Hosa. Um, you know, and it's it's so difficult with the Stanley Cup too to win that many. <laughs> so, exactly, you that's, know, that's really it's, what it's about. And so he he might be locked in there for for one for a while. Um, but all right, guys, it's time for the last question. Last question here, and and, and Chris, I want some heavy input from you uh, on this one. But if you guys haven't heard, uh, uh, the Cavs All Star Center starting center Jared Allen was not allowed on the team's group chat because he did not have an iPhone. <laughs> they wanted all the blue, all the bubbles or all the communication bubbles to be blue and, you know, all the other features to stay with uh, iPhone communication. So legit or Cap'n and George users suck. Legit. I was, I was an Android <laughs> user. I got forced into using an iPhone and now I've been on group chats where there's that one person in there, that guy or gal, with an Android phone and it jacks up all the group texts. It is brutes magoots. The gifts don't <laughs> come through on time. We have a group chat with somebody that's still rocking an Android and he jacks up our group chat left and right. You know who you are. Am Pat. I really the only one? Well, no, I have an Android. Alex, <laughs> you punks. Listen, we have funny things we want to say and we want them to come through in the text in order. So no, I don't blame the Cavs one bit. He better come look look dude you're in the NBA. You are a a high roller, okay? Get that iPhone. Get real with yourself. Make it happen. <laughs> right meow. I swear I can't right. believe that this is a thing. Not I do cap. not understand how it's a thing. I don't know why it's a thing. It it just it, it confuses me. So within the last year I recently switched from Android Android Andrew? to iPhone. Android. Yep, that's right. Goodbye, Andrew. Friends with Jamal. iPhone. Um, and I got to say, like, the iPhone is a great device. There's absolutely nothing wrong. Well, th- there's a couple flaws here and there that you got to deal with. But beyond that, it's a great device, and it works quite nicely. I loved my Samsungs. I had no issues with those either. Um, but I think I'm going to stick with the iPhone. And honestly, I never really noticed the difference between the, uh, the, greens, and the greens and the blues as far as the text messages were concerned until... I was in a group chat with a couple greens and I wanted to get out of said group chat. <laughs> Is it really that bad? Yes, it's it's not that bad. It's impossible. You cannot remove yourself from a chat if it has both iPhone and Android users in it. Really? You're really yeah. bogging us down. We've been trying to get out of our group chat with you for the longest time. Alex, <laughs> and like, we can't do it. And we weren't, we weren't sure how to tell you. So like we let you kind of walk into this moment. And then this is the moment. So I need you to just stop texting us. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why um, I'm never going to switch because I don't want you guys leaving. So you're stuck with me. I'm sick of the Android. But I, I, I think this is silly. I think this is silly because there are so many uh, chat apps out there. 
that you could have used to not force this guy to switch to iPhone. He has he has to pay for two phones now. He still kept his Android. So and now he's paying for his iPhone just for the the team chat. But you could have gone to Telegram. You could have gone to WhatsApp. Uh, my wife is is with another one that I haven't heard of. Um, so there's group tons me. of them out there. There's a ton, yeah. Facebook yeah, Messenger. So really, we should be switching to that because then everything would still be smooth for everybody. But um, but yeah, so to me, this is Cap. I'm sticking with my Android, and uh, that is that. So that's <laughs> and screw the rest of us, I guess. Uh, All right, <laughs> that was Didn't the segment work. of legit or Cap. <laughs> Alex, that was fantastic. Thank you, sir. And now we're going to go to the ad. You know, because there's only one. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> it is time for my favorite segment of the week. I don't care about yours. It is time for Alex's trivia question of the week. What do you have for us, good sir? Thank you, Pete, and welcome, Matt, to the show. Chris, can you give me my intro music? Last week, you earned a little bit of credibility because I won. So your music you is going to be it. a you little dominated. bit better this week. We'll see how things go after this. But for now, here's your music. <clears throat> it's trivia with Alex Navarro. Trivia. Yeah, it's trivia time. Trivia with Alex Navarro. Trivia, trivia, trivia time. Oh, oh yeah. Solid. What's Let's move it up a couple of decades from that, but uh, that's that's a good start. Good start. No, that was the Miami <laughs> sound right there, Alex. That's what you need. <laughs> true that. True that. All right. So first question. First question. Who set the Laker record by shooting fifty-seven point nine percent? All right. It's multiple choice. A. Magic Johnson. B. Jerry West. G. I mean, C, George Mikan, D, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or E, James Worthy. I'll, I'll read the question again. Who set the Laker rookie record by shooting 57.9%? A, Magic Johnson, B, Jerry West, C, George Mikan, D, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or E, James Worthy. We're going to go with Peter first on this one. You know, this is a very good question, Alex, because there are lots of Lakers and many of them were good at sports. Because of this, you assume that they would shoot very good percentages from the field. You said 57.9%, correct? As a rookie. As, as a, rookie. a rook. Okay. All right. As a rook. So that means you need somebody who can who can get the ball nearest to the basket while getting it into the basket as well. I am going to go with James Worthy. I feel like Magic was putting him James. in the right spot, and he had a whole bunch of help around him. James Worthy's my guy. Now, James Worthy's not the tallest guy on here, but okay, E, James Worthy. Matt, we're going to skip to you. Hi, I'm Peter, I liked everything you were saying. You're making a lot of good points, but I'm going to go totally different with Jerry West. Yeah, solid. Jerry West. <laughs> Jerry West. The logo, Jerry West. Chris? My gut said James Thoughts. Worthy, but now that Peter said it, I don't want to be accused of riding on his coattails. So so then my answer would be Alex, read the 
read the options again? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. <laughs> a, Magic Johnson. Sure. B, Matt's guest, Naturally. Jerry West. Sorry, I think you can take that one off too. Uh, C, George Mikan. D, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or E, James Worthy. I'm going to be an idiot and go with George Mikan. George Mikan. That's that's a great guess. Um, that is a great guess, actually. But, yeah, but it is incorrect. Um, and it's also not Jerry West. It is E, James Worthy. You should you should stick, stick with your gut, Chris. Stick with your gut. You never change that. All I mean, right. I, I so would have. Peter... I would have because I knew, I knew it was James Worthy, but Peter would have been a baby about it. And he would have accused Damn me of right playing with strategy. Yep. And just answering the same as him. Stop stealing my answers. <laughs> well, I'll tell you for for this one, Chris, you can guess first. All right. So second question. Who set the NBA record with 24 consecutive free throws in one game? I read the question again. Who set the NBA record with 24 consecutive free throws in one game? Like made free throws. A, they just made, made free throws, throws without made a miss. Consecutive. Consecutive. All right. So uh, the multiple choice is A, Steph Curry. B, Rick Barry. C, Larry Bird. D, Bob Cousy. Or E, Dirk Nowitzki. 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 All right. That's not my guess. I'm, cor- I'm correcting you. It's Nowitzki. Oh, my bad. Um, Nowitzki. You're right. So you're right. I'm going to go I with Bob, Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy. All right. So you picked D, Bob Cousy. Matt? Well, uh, the correct answer wasn't given. It's Steve Kerr. <laughs> but out of your choices, I'll go with Larry Bird. <laughs> I figured you would throw in uh, <laughs> Muggsy Bogues, but yes, uh, Steve Kerr is a good answer. Um, all right, Peter, your guess? Oh, man. See, Bob Cousy feels right, but but Chris guessed him, so I, that can't be correct. <laughs> I don't think it's Steph Curry. Who was B again? Rick Barry. Let's go with B. I'm going to go with Rick, Rick Barry. B is your answer. Rick Barry. Again, who set the NBA record with 24 consecutive free throws uh, in one game? It is not Bob Cousy. Sorry, Chris. It is not Larry Bird. Sorry, Matt. And it is not B. Rick Barry. Steve Kerr. Dirk. Well, yeah, I wish. I wish it was Steve Kerr, but it's not Steve Kerr. So, yes, you're telling me when I corrected you. Yeah. In your head, you went, oh, hey, got it right. And in my head, I went, oh, this is what an idiot. He can't pronounce Dirk Nowitzki correctly. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, Got it. Got it. Chris, you, you need to listen to sarcastic Chris more often. All right? Yeah, you're right. He's got some good answers. <laughs> that's, that's two in a row, Chris. You, you, you got you to gotta believe in yourself, all right? Believe in yourself. All right. So, Chris, you're still not winning. Matt, neither are you. Pete, what's up? All right. So, hey, hey. question three. Who has the NBA record of 13 points in one overtime period? Again, who has the NBA record of 13 points in one overtime period? The multiple, multiple choice is A, MJ, B, George I. Skirvin, C, Earl the Pearl Monroe, D, Paul the Truth Pierce, or E, 
Pete Pistol Pete Maravich. How is that? And this time we have a going, record. We're going, Matt. So again, the question is, who has the NBA record with 13 points in one overtime period? So he he scored the most amount of points in an overtime game. Wait, overtime period. I'm sorry. 13. Yeah, they they only played five minutes for an overtime period. So he scored 13 points within five minutes. I mean, a lot of players average like 13, 15 points per game. So 13 points in a five-minute period is pretty impressive. Let's just go with Jordan. I'll take it off the list for you two, so I'll get it wrong with Jordan. (laughs) All right. Chris, you're next. Stick with your gut, buddy. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, the truth. I'm going to go with what I always wished was my namesake, Pistol Pete Maravich. Pistol Pete Maravich. I can call you Pistol. All right, awesome. You want me to call you Pistol? No. Okay, then. I guess we solved that <laughs> problem. weird when you say it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sounds yeah, weird when you say it. out there. gross there. <laughs> you said you wanted it. I just thought I'd prove a point. Idiot. Matt, you call me Pistol. <laughs> yeah, Fisty. See? That I like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for the answer of who has the NBA record of 13 points in one overtime period, it is C. Earl the Pearl Monroe. All right. So, Pete, you're still in the lead. You're still in the lead. Last question, and we're going to do it. I I don't know what you call this game, Pete, but that over – actually, I'm not even sure we can do it with three people. Can we do that with three people? Were you, like you say I can, yeah, I can, I can name this player in. Uh, oh yeah. No, you know, it's, it's better with three people. It's better with three people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Name that team. Okay. Well, this time it's name that player. All right. So name that player. <laughs> this player had a stat line of 48 points, 12 assists, six rebounds, four steals, three blocks with a 71% field goal percentage. He joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only players to have those many points and assists while shooting over 70% in a game. Name that player. I can do it in 700 things. <laughs> in 700 things? <laughs> I will say 500 things, Alex. That's like 400. That's the only logical answer here. All right. Well, so 400 is not the max. With 10. So out of 10, Matt, what do you want? How many hits? If I can't get 700, I'll take the next best at 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And who, who can beat that? I'll do nine. Well, Chris, you do nine? Pete? Uh, who, who I'm you, gonna, uh, you know, considering Matt is next and he's going to ask me to guess it no matter what, I'm just going to say eight. I can name eight. it. Eight. Can you eight be hints? Can you be eight, Matt? I mean, you know I can't, but I'll just say yes. <laughs> okay. So what are you saying? Are you going seven, Matt? Well, I'll go seven. I'm going to go right, so three. You're going to go three? Let's do this. Wow. Thing. I did not. Wow, ex- really? I thought you were going to tell Matt to name that guy. Nope. Let's do this. You want right. some, Peter? You so, want to so go two? Do it. Going once? Do it. Going twice? Do it. Alex? Do it. Give Chris the hints. <laughs> All right. I, I was not expecting three, so these three are not great hints. Oh, <laughs> come on. You suck. 
here are the three hints. Uh, and this is for the game, Chris, because you need this to, to even get, get into the game. But all right, uh, this player has won one scoring title. This player was on the All-NBA team eight times. This player was on the All-Defense team three times. Name that player. Now, now remember, Chris, and, and I'll you know, bring it down a little bit more for you, but this is a, a top 75 player that we're talking about. Yeah, give me the three hints one more time. So eight times All-NBA. One scoring title. Eight times All-NBA. That's not to say he was first team All-NBA eight times. He was either first, second, or on the third team eight times. And he was on the All-Defensive team three times. Wilt? I'm kidding. Allen Iverson. Allen Wilt Iverson. Chamberlain. Great. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain. No, uh, so Allen Iverson is not the correct answer. So so what's what's the, the next? So it's Chris. Chris is out. So then what's what's next, Pete? We, we have a guess off. All right. So um, let's see. And this player in one game gave like 48 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, three steals. I'll, I'll read his, his stat line again. 48 points, 12 assists, six rebounds, four steals, three blocks, shooting 71%. I'm going to go James Harden. James Harden. So James Harden is not the correct answer. So, so Matt, do you want to hear all the... <laughs> All the uh, the clues now. Ninety-seven more clues. <laughs> <laughs> so here here are the rest of the clues, uh, and then you can guess. But um, this this player was uh, All Star selection thirteen times, and then and then the clues get better here. I think Chris and, and Matt can probably help you. I mean, Chris and Peter can help you out. But uh, this player has three NBA titles. This player has one Finals MVP. Uh, he has the most blocks for a player six four or under. He played on three teams in his career, all in the Eastern Conference. He was drafted as the fifth pick overall in two thousand three, and he played most of his career with the Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is the correct answer. So, being that this is the last question of the evening for you guys. The one weighted most heavily. So, Matt, congratulations. You win, sir. Wait, no, 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 no. Way to go, bud. Way to go, Matt. <laughs> What's going on here? Did he get the this standard not real question? Did he get the standard ten thousand points? <laughs> standard ten thousand points. All right. <laughs> question for the fans. Question for the fans. Uh, which two players have the record with fifty points in an NBA Finals closeout game? And again, that question is, which two players have have the record with 50 points in an NBA Finals closeout game? So it's not to say it's game seven. It's whatever game they won. So it's game, you know, it could have been game five, could have been game four, game six. But they scored 50 points in that closeout game in the NBA Finals. Which two players have that record? So this one will be on Twitter. Mark my words and feel free to guess answer next episode i'm just gonna say right now the answer is quentin richardson and darius miles right (laughs) (laughs) chicago guys through and through love it that's right those knuckleheads that is some great questioning sir and once again you always prove why that is my favorite segment
of the week, good sir. Moving on to my favorite segment of the week, we have Matt Gets <laughs> Answers, everybody. Matthew, how you doing this evening? I'm, I'm doing well. I just won my first trivia contest. Feeling pretty good about that. You didn't. You didn't. But, you know, I'm glad you he feel did. that way. He did. No, he definitely didn't. He did. He won. What do you have for us this week, Matt? All right. Well, Chris, hit me with my theme music. Matt has all the questions for us. He's wondering about all kinds of things. And we're like, hey, man, we could probably give you some answers. And he's all like, I'm going to ask him now. And so we're all like, okay. So when Matt has questions, uh, he gets answers. Matt gets answers from us. <laughs> a nice little Wilhelm scream thrown in there. Like Got to go classy. Our budget has well, been up. I see that. Well nice. done, Chris. Hey, I just, you know, like I'm I said, I'm winging it every time. All right. Question number one. If you were just starting out in the NBA, who would you want to be your mentor? And let's just, for making it narrow down, they have to be living. So it can't be anyone who's ever been on the planet. Who would you want Bogus. to be your mentor? You're just starting in the league. I hate this question already. It's the worst question. Let's start with you then. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would I want uh, to be mentoring me? I would say maybe Dwayne Wade. I think he seems like a guy who... Um, Really likes to you know share knowledge and really uh, help players. Another uh, Chicago native, so um, yeah, I would go with uh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, his stint with the Bulls went really well when he was talking about everybody not being grown ups and stuff, not being leaders. He was obsessed with Jimmy Butler and you know didn't pay any attention to the rest of the team. That's cool. Good pick. Listen, Good I pick. wanted to pick Kobe, but then he was like, "Oh, they has to be alive." Mm. <laughs> Yeah, next thing is the wait, wait. I pick Chris Paul, CP3, because our initials are the same, and I'd be CP20, he'd be CP3, because I'd be scoring 20 points a game. You know what I mean? I would have to say Kevin Garnett. I just want to see that intensity pregame just every single time. His, like, crazy eyes each time and, you know, him hitting things before games, just getting into his zone. I feel like I could be that kind of player. I could see that. Yeah, you were that kind of player. I remember us playing, you know, tournaments mm-hmm. and stuff. You were you were crazy. Like people didn't mess with Peter. They said, "Look at crazy eyes over there." You know what I mean? They didn't mess with him because he would have like that smile face on, and they're like, "That probably isn't a real smile." <laughs> He's probably about to That's like, a, slap. Oh, I'm coming to get you. Yeah. I'm coming to get yeah. you. What about you, Matt? Which version of Muggsy Bogues would be your mentor? I would go <laughs> with the Reggie Miller version of Muggsy Bogues. That's he could help you with your trash talking. Yeah, he could. He could teach you oh, how to is... have fun. <laughs> no, see, he, he can't help and... you with your trash talking. That's that's a gift. You have to have that ability. You don't. Oh, you don't. You can't help. teach that. You he can't teach help. that. You either have it or you don't. Sorry, no. Matt. No, because if he's my Sorry, mentor, we'd be practicing together. He'd be trash talking <laughs> me, and I just repeat what he says to other players. <laughs> you know, Matt. If this is helpful, like I remember when I used to play all the time, and like. I, I thought I was being overly friendly, but people thought that I was trash talking. I'd say things like, hey, howdy, partner. Hope you have a great game today. Good luck out there. And they'd be like, this guy's a jerk. I hate this guy. He's trying to get in my head. And then after well, they make a show, because... good shot, bro. You know? Yeah, you'd be flipping him off the entire time, Chris. I didn't do that. I just played solid defense and scored points in my Winning head. games. 
in my head, I scored points. Killed them with <laughs> kindness. Yeah, I killed them with kindness. I was. That's apparently that's how you trash talk. And then when you do score, if you go get your get the ball before anybody else, and you pretend to like autograph it and roll it slowly to them, apparently people don't like that either. That's just a nice gesture. Yeah, like I'm giving them my autograph after I scored on them. Yeah, that's super nice. Want that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, carry on. You are generous and modest. Next question. Now that we are right in the middle of baseball season, depending on when you're listening to this. Good call. Good call. How do you feel about the differences between the National League and the American League pitchers? You know, where one, you have to hit, and one, you don't. I've never really understood why one sport has two different rules for half their players. I just don't get it. I don't know why it still exists. Do you agree? Do you think it should be that way? And should they go one way or the other so that all teams are the same? Peter, you raised your hand. Let's start with you. Yeah, Matt, there's good news on that front. You will not have to worry about that any longer because they are now going with a universal DH for the entirety of baseball. Really? They read my questions? They did. They did. (laughs) How do you guys feel about that? Love it. I love it. Alex also loves it because he's realized that he was stupid before and now he's not dumb. No, anymore. I didn't. He, here, here's okay. <laughs> let, let me get more into detail uh, on, on why I've, before. Yes. Yeah. I've kind of changed my opinion on that. I'm still a traditionalist. All right. I would still have preferred that both leagues not have a DH. But as long as we're bringing it in. It might as well be everybody. And, yes, it doesn't increase scoring, you know, and obviously that's that's better for the game and, uh, and, and all that aspect and everything. So, But, no, I would prefer that both leagues have no Tread DH. Tread lightly here. You're going to lose your theme song. No, Alex, <laughs> Alex got this one right. I mean, you guys and the league got it wrong because, like, I mean, no other sport. It's not like – in basketball, like, oh, centers don't shoot free throws because they're just not typically good at free throws. You still have to do all parts of the game. It makes no sense. Meh. DH all the way. I like having fun watching <laughs> baseball, so I prefer a DH. You know, call me crazy. I mean, baseball. I like having fun watching pitchers try to hit who aren't good at hitting. Yeah, well. That gets that old very quickly, Matt. Very quickly. Baseball is its own it, thing. At least for me, it did. It's its own thing. That's that's the key. Like, with baseball, you can change. All these other sports are, are adapting and growing with the times. It's okay if baseball does that, too. And if if it's one thing, like a DH, that's not that big of a deal. You know? The pitchers coming up, the thing, the thing about it, the, the real big reason here, Matt, honestly, is the pitchers have to do so much specific conditioning to pitch um, versus hitters right and so if they have to focus on on constantly getting their bodies in the right condition to hit they won't be the best possible pitcher they can be and so it's so crucial that pitchers are at the top of their game for us to see the best possible baseball product on the field so I, I get it. From Isn't that it true too. that in, in college they, they don't have, I mean, they don't have to bat. It's a DH for all college. Honestly, that I don't know. I don't know about college. I, I don't think they have to, I don't think they have to, have to bat in college. That's, that's another reason. So it's almost like they, they don't have, they have most of these guys come into the majors and they haven't had to, to bat since high school. <laughs> Cause I think even, even in the minors, they haven't had to, to bat in a while. So 
historically the Cubs have had some some good pitchers that that could hit at the plate, like Carlos Sembrano, Kerry Wood, uh, another good one. So I think as Cubs fans, we enjoy that aspect of the game. But you know, you guys have to deal with what you got to deal with. Yeah. Well, Cubs fans are all about the sideshow. That's absolutely right. Wow. Just, it's how the game was originally played, Pete. <laughs> Peter. Yeah, Chris, that is a really good point. I, the the specific training and peak pitching performance, good point. But Alex, you still got this one correct. <laughs> okay. So this next one, for any sport, what is your favorite sports scandal? Favorite sports good scandal? One. Hmm. It's it's gotta be, and it's not mainstream. It's gotta be. Uh, it's gotta be the 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 dude who hit what's her face in the knee with the crowbar back in the Olympics in the nineties. Oh. The skater. Oh man. Oh, Nancy. Tanya Harding. I, I, Tanya Harding. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff Galuli. Jeff Galuli. Thank you. I mean, I couldn't that, think of his name. The amazing thing about that scandal, that scandal had some great names in it. Yes. It was so good. It sounded like characters from Seinfeld, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, man, that's a scandal right there. That one was good a great one. one. That one was a great one. Very good scandal. Actually, I just saw the, the 30 for 30, uh, ESPN 30 for 30 on that one. I, it came out years ago, but for some reason, I just saw it like last week. Pete, what's yours? Just off the top of my head, there were a couple interesting things. I don't even know if I'd call them scandals. They were probably more PR stunts than anything else, but it was definitely out there. And one of them was an ESPN The Magazine cover that had Mike Ditka marrying his first-round draft pick that year, Ricky Williams. And Ricky Williams wore a lovely gown, looking absolutely gorgeous. And Ditka was there as the proud proud husband-to-be. Um, once again, I don't know if that was a scandal. I imagine it would have been in the NFL circles just because the NFL is like that. Um, but that was definitely one of the funner things that happened, especially during that whole situation. Not to mention the fact that, you know, of course, Ricky Williams then went on to be an amazing running back. And then a few years later, decided just to give it all up and go to India to smoke weed. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, a classic of the the 1990s with the Chicago Bulls, um, where it, it still is, is isn't really clear exactly what happened, but the Utah Jazz and the Chicago Bulls, you know, MJ staying up too late and getting some bad pizza, mm. and you know the flu game, the which really wasn't I ate the yeah, whole thing, which <laughs> which really wasn't the flu game. Um, it was you know some some poison in their food or whatever food poisoning but I, i'm not really sure exactly what happened there's, there's too many strange things going on <laughs> with jordan saying he didn't share the pizza and you know it's just too much going on there but yeah i mean that's that's a scandal that's you know i think would probably be one of my top favorite ones i think it's still behind the nancy kerrigan one but definitely still up there all right Did so you, Matt, have you had some time to think about this yeah what's what's your scandal well i'm I'm a fan of the classics. Like I like the old corked bat. Like oh, the Sammy Sosa. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I like the stuff that you like really have to put in effort to try to cheat, and then you get caught doing it. So I like <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, I can't stand the Patriots, but like I gotta admire their cheating tenacity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Deflate Gate. I'm not even really sure how that helps them, but I admire that they tried to do it. 
easier like to grip were, the ball. <laughs> I like how they were. Isn't it easier for everyone though? I know, you get your own balls. No. Even so. And then like how they they read the the lips and like they were you know spying on the other teams. So, I mean that's just you got to admire that kind of bravado yeah. and cheatingness. <laughs> so Matt's respecting the Patriots. It definitely brings a lot of intrigue to the game, that's for sure. All right, one last question here. And this, of course, is that part of the show where it's my question out of left field, where the only part about sports is that little intro right there. So, Alex, you're a a respected member of the financial industry. Sure. Chris, you're well-versed in the retail industry, familiar with multiple forms of payment. Peter, you've seen money before. <laughs> what? <laughs> so my question to you is, do you think we as a nation should get rid of coins and change and just have dollar bills being the lowest domination? I I'll, mean, Chris, I'll let you go. We yeah, kind of already are. I mean, there's just a massive coin shortage. It's been going on for about a year and a half at this point. You know, but and you we're still- doing okay. There's still coins everywhere. You buy anything, it's seventy a dollar seventy six. It's not a dollar or two dollars. Here's what I'll tell you. Um, there was a retailer that went to whole dollar amounts at one point, and uh, that was their strategy, and it did not work so well for them. Um, for some reason, folks in this country love their ninety nine cents at the end of a price. So, I don't know if it would work. Um, unless you're talking about Dogecoin, okay. Uh, I don't know whatever the hell that is, but, um, I just think, I think we'd be better off without it, Matt. Yes. It'd be nice to just get rid of the coins. Nobody, I don't like the change in my pocket, so I don't keep it. What do I do with my change? I put it in a bucket somewhere. I don't even use, I don't use a laundromat anymore. I have no use for the coins. Where do they go? I don't have tolls to pay where I live. I have nothing to do with these coins. Can I donate the coins? Yes. So I do. I donate coins. I take them to places where they collect coins. So on the holidays, you get those guys ringing bells. Here's my coins. Take some coinage. Coinage. <laughs> no, that's that's a great answer, Chris. That's that's a great Taking answer. The coinage. <laughs> so uh <laughs> I, I don't like Chris. I hate dealing with coins. I, I don't like using them. I don't like receiving them. I, I will like to get them abolished. But, you know, I do like the the sell prices. I do like the value. Um, so I wouldn't say get away, you know, completely get rid of that and make the $1 the lowest monetary value. But, I mean, listen, we all use credit cards now. We all use, you know, you know non you know, paper cash most of the time. I mean, do you even use dollar bills much? Nobody uses paper cash, man. Right. So it's, it's all, made it's out all of credit fabric. cards. Yeah, get rid of all that. Just have credit cards, and then that's what it is now. <laughs> that's that's my that's my solution to that problem. It's upping the nation's debt. Got it, Peter. What? <laughs> For a month, you pay it in a month. You pay. You know, you get out of that debt in a month. Yeah, that's what everyone's known for doing with credit cards. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Matt, I love me a coin. I, you need coins, right? 
I mean, coins are absolutely necessary in this world. When you're driving down the highway and you're heading up to that toll station, you, you need some coins to throw into the toll machine. Or if I need to make a phone call and, you know, I'm on the street or something, I've got to go to that payphone. And you, no, we don't need coins anymore, guys. <laughs> Somebody send me some coins. No need for coins. Even like washing machines and vending machines are like credit card operated. I've seen too many of those now. Yeah, coins can go the way of the dodo, in my opinion. You know, the fact that there's a coin shortage, I don't know if like they're all at Chris's house right now and he just needs to give up some <laughs> to the bank, maybe the get coins, some dollar bills back. Yeah, man, they're Chris, coin stop hoarding the coins, my Stop hoarding the coins in your bucket, man. People collect these things. Why? Ooh. Come on, they're not worth anything anymore. Back in the old days, they were worth something. Now, nah. Well, now Chris, they're worth people negative. collect rocks, man. Correct, Mundo. Negative. They've they've been worth negative for a while now. Correctamundo, yeah, coinage is worth it's negative. To the economy, but no, yeah, Peter, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you got this question right. Good try, Chris. But Peter, you got this one right. Yeah, we don't. Didn't, need didn't we all answer it the same way? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Did we all say get rid of the coins? We all said it. Yep. I no. answered with sarcasm and energy. <laughs> I don't think you even heard what people said. Chris said, like, I think it's a good idea, but no, people have tried it and failed. No, keep the coins. I like to give them to charity. I'm a real good person. And then he did some impressions. <laughs> Alex, you said, Coinage. let's move on to credit cards and keep coins, like the the fractions of dollars. Peter got it right, saying we don't need coins. <laughs> Nailed it, Peter. Nice job. <laughs> Matt, what about Acorn, the investment company? Where you you spend like you know oh, a dollar here, fifty, here's and then the they invest the other fifty dollars, fifty cents for you. Here's the best part: that goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Acorn. Oh, it gets rid of a lot of bad ideas. I like this man. <laughs> oh, touche, Matt. Touche. Well played, Mr. Getz. And once again, thank you very much for hopping on with us and uh, and giving us these questions. You always give us something to think about, sir. Thank you. Thanks, no Matt. No problem. <laughs> All right, guys. And that'll do it for us this week on The Hard Cap. Next week, I don't know. You guys want to try and be friends again? Nah. Eh, let's give it a shot. I don't want to hear you talk, please. So anyway, find us on Twitter and Instagram at the HardCapCast. Once again, on Twitter and Instagram at the HardCapCast. So feel free to email us at the HardCapPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, check out that pod page. But on behalf of Alex, Chris, and our special guest, Matt Getz, my name is Peter, and you've been listening to The Hard Cap.